We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A dot com. Thanks for listening. Guys, if you would have a seat, we're going to pray real quick before we start this. Dear Jesus, Father, we just, uh, we just come to you right now. We ask that in these next few minutes that uh, you would be honored, that we would be honest with ourselves and honest with you, and that we would be in a place that um, we can hear from you. Father, I just ask especially a prayer for me this morning that I can deliver this message in a gracious way that's honoring to you and that helps us take a better look at ourselves. We ask all of that in Jesus' name. Amen. How we, how we doing this morning? Woo. A couple people are awake. All right. That's good. So this morning, we're going to talk about pornography. And that's a subject that is rarely talked about in church, but it needs to be talked about now more than ever. It's a hard subject. It's a sensitive subject. Um, I've spent a lot of time going over this message to try to make sure that it's honoring and gracious. So just hang with me. That this, this isn't an easy one to teach on. So let me ask you a question. Do we have anybody that was an 80s kid in the house? Like you were raised in the, yes, okay. So for those that don't know, 80s kids were considered the last of the latchkey generation. What that means, we had very little, almost zero parental supervision. We would get out of school, we would go home, typically both parents worked, and we just had free reign. As long as we were somewhere around when our parents got off work, life was good. That came with a lot of awesome things. Hey man, look, the 80s, great movies. Any 80s movies fans? Come on. <laughs> That's a callback to a message from a month ago. But, as much great came out of that, there was a lot of negative that came from that. As you can imagine, kids not having supervision, we got into all kinds of things. I grew up in the country. Anybody here grew up in the country? Yes. She was a city mouse. Well, I come from a place called Hard Scrabble. I'm an OG, like my family goes back to Hard Scrabble way back. But think we had three kids that were within a bike ride. Now, when I say within a bike ride, I'm talking we could literally ride our bikes three to four miles. Like, our rule was, like, don't go past people we don't know. If we go past people we don't know, those people can't call the landline and say, hey, your kid's being a knucklehead. Or, actually, back in the 80s, most parents would have ran out and cracked our skulls if we were being knuckleheads. Like, it was a totally different vibe back then. So, three to four kids in my neighborhood that I could play with. As you can imagine, we didn't have close age groups. 
My best friend growing up was about seven years older than I was. Now, we went to, both went to Seaford School. That came with a lot of perks. Because this dude looked like Sylvester Stallone. I mean, he had, seriously, had the slick back black hair. He wore aviator glasses. He's hitting the gym every day, pumping weight. I had no worries in school. Nobody would mess with me until that dude graduated, and then I was on my own. It was rough times. But that also came with some negatives. Seven or eight-year-older kid, he was into a lot of things that I was not ready to be a part of. So one night, uh, he wants to go to his girlfriend's house, and I was the tag-along kid. Anywhere he went, I went. So we went out to his girlfriend's house. Um, it was a mansion. I mean, that's really the only way to describe it. But her parents were gone, so they wanted to go do adult things, things that they shouldn't have been doing at that age. But again, this is the 80s, no parental supervision. So for some strange reason, they thought the best thing to entertain me while they went and did their thing was an adult film. So they literally took a VHS tape, put it in the VCR, hit play, and walked out of the room. And there I am at seven or eight years old, shocked. What is this? And the, the range of emotions that went through my seven or eight-year-old brain was wild. Confusion, excitement, shame, guilt, all of them. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, that was the 80s. You just said you didn't have parental supervision. So my wife and I, we learned a lot growing up like that. We made sure that when our kids got older, that wasn't going to happen to them. I'm literally the guy that other parents call when they go, hey, how do I lock down my child's electronic device? I got you covered. Send it over. We're going to get it so strict that, like, the NSA can't get into it. We got you covered. But somehow, somehow, both of my boys at almost the exact same age, and they're five years apart, mind you, but at the exact same age, discovered pornography on the internet. It doesn't matter how much you lock things down, how secure you make things, it's out there, it's unavoidable, just like this fly that keeps landing on my head is unavoidable at this moment. Now, if you're one of the very small minority that does or struggle with pornography, amen. Hats off to you. You are amazing. For the rest of us, rest of us sinners, it's a pretty, pretty staggering um, amount. I found a study. Now, this study's a little bit older, but it was the best one I could find at the time that covered everything. But... 64% of Christian men, that's a man who attends a church at least once every three weeks, admitted to viewing pornography. In that study, now this is an older study, 15% of women admitted to viewing pornography. I found a study that was specific to women that was more recent. This was in 2019. They said that number is up around 23, 24% of Christian women. 
This isn't a man problem. This isn't a woman problem. It's a people problem. Now, this is where it gets crazy. Younger folks, 79% of men ages 18 to 30 view porn monthly. Okay? Like, it is serious. Now, here's one. And when I saw this, like, this was, this was the eye-opener for me. The top pornography site in the world. Side note, they collect your data. Just in case you didn't know that, they have ways of knowing things about you. So you think you might be good at hiding and clearing history and all that stuff? No, they know. They reported that in 2021, one out of three visitors to their website was female. They also reported that women spend more time on their site than men do. They also reported that women search for more graphic, hardcore topics than men do. That's one out of three, okay? So, so this is clearly an everybody problem. The crazy part is when I was a kid, like we had to work for this stuff. Like it was, you know, we had the underground black market, you know, which now that I think about it, it's really weird that we're all sharing this stuff. But we did, you know, Tommy, he's got this magazine. He's got this VHS tape. We're passing it under the school table, meeting out. You know, guys got a backpack, what you want type of deal. We had to work for that stuff. Now, because of this computer I carry in my pocket, it's literally a click away. It's literally walk into the bathroom and in two seconds have it pulled up. It is more available, more prevalent than it has ever been. So we have to ask the question, is purity even possible? Yes, absolutely it is. Not only is it possible, it's God's will for us that we would live pure. The Bible says when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after the desire is conceived, it gives birth to a sin. I'm going to re read that one more time. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. I, look, man, if this is your first time today, <laughs> if you don't like, if you don't believe in God, and like this is a heavy topic, I'm sorry. Come back next week. It's going to be light and fun. We're going to have a good time. It's Father's Day. We're going to party. Special things for dads. That's a plug for next week. But seriously, um, uh, one last time. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it is full grown, gives birth to death. That's sin, period, right? That's what the Bible says, and it ain't playing. This ain't a, this, this ain't a joke. The devil, that's not a word we use a ton around here, but if we're going to believe the Bible, 
We're going to believe there's a God. We're going to believe there's a devil. And he has one purpose, to steal you away from God. The devil wants you addicted. You might not be one of these people that are addicted to porn. Cool, thank you, awesome. But the devil wants you addicted to something. That's just a side note. If you're looking at yourself right now going, this ain't me, take some time later, look at yourself, and see what you might be addicted to. The devil is going to tell you it's not a big deal. It's harmless. Who are you hurting? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm relieving stress. All kinds of things. It's all a lie. How does this even start? For some, like myself, a friend introduces us to pornography. You find it innocently enough on the internet. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, it starts with molestation. That's the sad reality of it. For others, it could be that, you know, you're out on a date, you're, you're you know, a teenager, you're enjoying life. Uh, do kids even park anymore? Probably not. I don't need... Anyway, you're wherever kids are today doing whatever kids do, and you're making out. Things are getting hot and heavy. This goes either way, for a guy or for a girl. Things go just a little bit too far, further than you wanted them to go, further than you were comfortable with them going. And in that moment, just as it was for me, you're flooded with a range of emotions, which honestly, even if you're a teenager, your, your brain is still not developed to the point to process and handle it properly. And so what happens is you're flooded, guilt, shame. I can't believe I let them go. Also the excitement, that felt good. And what it does in that moment is it creates a mental scar. It's creating a mental scar that you're going to carry until it's healed. It's going to create a filter that you're going to view everything through. For most people, it manifests in lust. And we are, especially in the church, we are so good at saying it's everybody else's responsibility not to lust, but my own. Oh, she shouldn't be wearing that. No, you need to just, what's the Bible say? Gouge that eye out. It don't matter what somebody else is wearing. It matters what you're doing. It matters what's in your heart, what's in your mind. It creates a mental scar. It creates an emotional scar. It creates a spiritual scar. Because in that moment, what it does is it, 
and I got this on the screen, or it's going to be on the screen, but I'm paraphrasing it. It's going to distort what God had intended for you to be a gift of lovemaking between you and your future spouse. It's going to absolutely corrupt that. And you are now walking, filtering, viewing everything through that scarred lens. So maybe you've got to the point that you've realized you have a problem and maybe you've, you've prayed, you know, maybe you're like, I'm doing better but the desire still is there. It doesn't fully go away. It's always kind of like you're, you know, I'm present. I know it's there, but I'm good. I'm good. And then something will happen, and you'll relapse, and you're right back looking at it. You don't, it's beyond lust. It is a legitimate spiritual injury that you need God to heal. The Bible says, for the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but in the end, she is as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. Side note, that's not specifically about women. It is a generalization about anyone who wants to step between you and God before you have come to a covenant with someone in front of God. The Bible says sin leads to death. Porn kills. We need to start with admitting, number one, that it's an addiction. Period, end of sentence. You might say, well, you know, you know, every two or three weeks, if you come from the addiction realm and you've been through any type of addiction recovery, you will know that there are users who literally need to use daily, sometimes several times a day. There are users who can go two or three weeks and use, and then go another two or three weeks. I worked with a guy for a long time, did a lot of crack, but we called him a crackhead that could maintain. Why? Because he waited until every Friday when he got his paycheck, he'd head in town, pick up some rock, smoke it, Monday morning, he was to work. Did he have an addiction? A thousand percent. Just because it didn't control him, like we think the stereotypical addictions control people, it was still an addiction. Whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, it's still an addiction. Until you can just go, nope, I'm good, it's an addiction. Here's the other thing, that, here's the other way that porn kills you. It creates an image in your head of what God-designed intimacy is supposed to look like. You will go into a marriage thinking 
well, my spouse is going to perform like what I saw. That's not what God intended. And then here's what it creates. Your spouse believes they're performing, not loving. The term is making love. It's not performing. That's what people get paid to do. That's not what spouses do. So what are some of the side effects of being addicted to porn? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, you're drained. You're anxious. You're irritable. I literally know young men that once I got to know them, I, th I initially thought they were addicted to something like a substance. Come to find out later, it was a porn addiction, and literally they would start getting anxious and fidgeting because they needed to go get that fix. You're exhausted from always trying to hide it. I got to delete this. Oh, did I, did I put that away? Did I clear my history? You know, am I, is she going to find out? Is he going to find out? Many people who have had a, a legit heavy porn addiction, they describe it as walking around with a heavy weight, like they're carrying a burden, because they legitimately are. It is something that is subconscious in the back of their head at all times. Again, you have an injury that is not healed. This injury is a cycle of feeling down, feeling anxious, filling that addiction. You get that dopamine hit. You feel good. And then the cycle starts over. And you're walking around with all this guilt and shame and heaviness. So how do we break the cycle? I, this would be a crappy message if y'all came in here and I just told y'all the bad stuff. All right. So number one, don't conceal it. Confess it. The devil loves to work in the dark. He loves to keep you trapped. He loves to make you think, you can't tell anybody about this. What are they going to think? Come on, man, let's, let's, let's look back at the statistics. You're not alone. Nobody's going to go, oh, my gosh. I it's 2022 now. Like, we're kind of used to it. You ain't going to catch us off guard. The Bible says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they can confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. God has designed us to be together. They've designed us, he's, he's designed us to heal together. There is so much power when you confess something to someone that you're struggling with, and that is the path to starting the healing. Hard truth, but... You are only as strong as you are honest. 
if you can't be honest with people, you're going to keep floundering in it. I'm going to say that one more time because I want you all to like really take this home with you today. You are only as strong as you are honest. Maybe for you, pornography is not looking at really deviant stuff on the dark web or whatever. 30, 40 years ago, that did not exist, but calendars did. Sears and Robux catalog did. J.C. Penny catalog did. My age group was uh, Victoria's Secrets, Fredericks of Hollywood. That's a throwback. Um, be honest with yourself. Hey, look, we got the beach an hour east of us. It's not unreasonable to say that there are literally people that go and watch. That is their pornography addiction. All right. Back to the good stuff. How do we get out of this? Number two, don't fight lust. Flee from it. The Bible says run, not walk, not skip, not drag our feet. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. <laughs> Again, what I'm going to tell you, it's not a man thing, a woman thing. It's an everybody thing. I love this scripture. thought it was really fitting, so we had to get it in here today. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran up out of that house. Now look, that's legit. By all definition, beautiful woman throwing herself. My man's like, nope. Got to go. Cloak is gone. I'm out the door. Run from sexual sin. So, confess it. Run from it. I want to give you all a few things real quick. If you guys are still struggling maybe with the concept that Pornography is a legit addiction. Um, there was a great article, uh, What Porn Does to Your Brain and How to Quit. So this is the actual psychological effects. Um, we're going to blast through these points real quick. Hopefully my production team is on their toes. So let's get started with number one, your first week without porn. What do we have? It's like uh, Jeopardy or something, right? Dopamine will take a nosedive. Like, for those of you not studied psychological effects on the brain and your brain chemicals and dopamine and serotonin and all of those good things, dopamine is like what gives you that rush. It's like, ah, feels good, right? Your first week without it, it tanks. You're, gonna be, you're just going to be down and out. 
experience dramatic mood swings. <sighs> legit. It's 100% legit. You will go all over the place emotionally. Increased anxiety, possible headaches. That is legit. This ain't, this ain't something made up. These are the. Does this sound like anything else to anybody? This sounds like every other addiction to a substance across the board. Experience hypersensitivity to lustful thoughts. It's legit. Next one. One to three weeks without porn. Motivation and energy plummets. Little to no sexual urges if married. Only porn can excite you. I know of people that have gotten so addicted to pornography that they literally, to perform in their bedroom with their spouse, will have to go and view pornography privately to then go into the bedroom. That's not what God wants. Period. End of sentence. That is a fantasy. That is something that is not reality. And it's bad to you. It's even worse to your spouse. Four to eight weeks without porn. Experience roller coaster of emotions. Burst of returning energy followed by sluggishness and depression. So you're starting to get better. Sudden bursts of temptation. Relapse is common. As pastors Emma and I, we've walked with some people um, recovering from porn addictions, and unfortunately, relapses are very common. But there's hope. Don't give up. God is healing your brain. You have walked for sometimes decades with this scar that happened. I'm not saying God isn't miraculous and can't walk in and boom, you're instantly delivered from it. But that's not the case for everybody. Sometimes it's a process. Beyond three months, you're now emotionally stable. No more roller coaster. Focus sharpens. I'm liking this. The sex drive returns without the help of something else, like good, healthy stuff, spiritual confidence, and intimacy sores. Side note, God wants you to have sex with your spouse and good, enjoyable sex. But more important than that, he wants you to have intimacy with your spouse, and there is a difference. You feel at peace, whole, and alive again. So to get out of this, number one, you don't conceal it. You confess it. You don't fight it. You flee from it. You are only as strong as you are honest. Please, Take that home with you today. That is, that's as legit as the truth gets. So, 
What are practical steps we can take? Well, of course, you know, like there's, there's great programs for um, accountability. You can have friends that, you know, get a notification. Um, some of them are so strict that even if you have to FaceTime with a female coworker, it will send a notification to your accountability partner, hey, I saw a woman. That's not necessarily a bad thing for coming out of recovery, okay? Do you need all of that? Not really. It's good, helpful, practical stuff. You need to connect with God to start the healing. Why resist the temptation in the future when you have the power to eliminate it today? It's that simple, guys. If you're not yet addicted, don't go down those paths. Be wise. Safe search. It's a good thing. Filters, great things. Lock your devices down. Look, I, I, ha- I run the church's Instagram account, but I literally never go on it. I actually now have something third party that posts to it. Because literally, one wrong button push on Instagram, hitting the search button, pops up things that I do not need to see. It's a lot of wisdom. Like you don't, you don't need everything that everybody else needs. What you need is a good, healthy relationship. First with God, second with your spouse. Two important questions. Number one, who do I tell? Who do I tell I'm struggling? Start with your spouse. First and foremost, if you're married, tell your spouse. If you're engaged, if you're dating, be honest, be upfront. Nobody likes to get married and then find out, oops, I got this thing. Find a counselor, some amazing counselors out there. I know, look, if y'all come every week, y'all know this, this, is, this is my broken record. Get in a group. Now, I'm not saying, like, you know, our, the men's group, people be telling whatever. People, they, they got no problem sharing, especially that guy. No. Um, but, you know, if you're new, you know, maybe, like, a whole group environment isn't, like, comfortable to you, but find a person in that group. Start with the one. Find someone to confess to. Again, it's too prominent, it's too widespread for someone to be shocked. If you're like, hey man, I'm struggling with this. Like, trust me, nobody's going to be shocked. How do I receive a confession? This, this, one, this one's important especially for church folks. Because you don't need to be like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe. Statistically, you can believe. Like 80% of the population, pretty much, especially males. Um, One out of three women or, you know, like, it's 
that's widespread. Don't be shocked. If somebody comes to you and like, hey, man, I'm struggling with this, be gracious. Because even if you don't understand that struggle, you've had a struggle. And if you haven't had a struggle, your struggle is you're lying to yourself. What do I want you to leave with? Don't conceal it. Confess it. Don't fight. Flee. Run the other direction. Um, because of the, the, the weight of this message, it's just uh, it's, it's a different vibe today. We're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, I'm going to pray real quick, and then i got a couple things I just want to send you out of here with. So if you guys would, just bow your heads, please. God, I, I just pray today that as we leave, that we can, we can internalize this message and we can analyze it and see what parts can help us, where we might have something hidden in ourselves. Help us find the people that we need to confess it to and help us be gracious when we receive confessions from other people. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday at 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware at the Seaford Senior High School Auditorium. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's hope, D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening.